Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today is Tuesday, the first day of February. First day of Black History Month. That's correct. That too. But we actually, in fact, made it past one month of, of, of 2022. Yeah. Every month is a gift these days, John. Every month is a gift. Um, yeah. That is John Aravosis, I just mentioned. That would be the John, who I yes. just said John to. John. Uh, he, he, he would be the co-host here. Hello. Um, and we've got, some, uh, we've got some topics for you. What we've do we got, got John? Stories. Um, uh, update on the Supreme Court nomination. And Susan Collins is very disappointed in Joe Biden oh, for picking up for picking up brow black and wondering about yes. what. She's very upset that he said he'd pick a black woman. So we'll talk about her disappointment. Um, Donald Trump confessed to trying to overthrow the election. Joe Rogan and COVID, lots going on there. But it's also maybe worth getting into why it's even a story. Because I'm going to write this down. Why it's even a story. Because somebody was sort of asking on Twitter and said, God, why why is it like Joe Rogan, you know, all the time, like Trump? Um, And our final-ish topic, maybe final, maybe not. Michigan Republicans call for people to take up arms. To win the next election, that was a lovely thing too. Um, let's start with the Susan's disappointment. What a show! So Susan Collins is disappointed. Cliff, she was asked about. Well, didn't Donald Again? Trump? Listen to this, Donald Trump. Uh, people asked her, and they said, "Well, you know, Donald Trump is uh, uh, had said he was going to appoint a woman. Why? Why is that different than Biden saying he's going to appoint a black woman? Because Biden politicized the process, Cliff. What he did." Biden said it during the campaign. He made it a campaign promise, and that politicizes it. That makes it bad. Right. So wait, right. saying it during a campaign politicizes it, mm-hmm. but saying it when you're in office doesn't? For re-election, doesn't. Because yeah. when you say it and you're in office, aren't you still like, uh, what do they call that? Oh, yeah, a politician? Yeah. And she's, she's not a moderate. Yeah. When you hmm. politicize your foreign policy with Ukraine by trying to get them to extort, extorting them yeah. to release information on your opponent such that he gets impeached for it, and you voted for that. Uh, oh, no, she didn't that time. And you were too much of a coward that time. But but and such that Mitt Romney felt compelled to vote for that conviction. Um, is that politicizing? Uh, I mean, are, are we are we now crying over this guy saying that he wants to make the Supreme Court look more like the United States of America, but not the other guy who politicized literally every single thing, yeah. including in the end, overthrowing our government or trying to? Because he, that would be called politicizing an election in the, the issue, violent way. Yeah. The issue is she's not a moderate and she never was. Remember, right. I mean, folks may remember Olympia Snow was the other senator who was actually, you know, intelligent, sane, uh, august. You know, she had signed a kind of a charisma, not a charisma, but she had a she very she had a, she had a charm to her that it's the reason why Susan Collins and a serious time yeah. and time again has been so frustrating to me because I don't yeah. understand it. She's just if you listen to her speak, she's the whiniest yeah. like Olympia Snow had, was a stateswoman. You know, like that, she, that's she what had, I'm looking for. She yes. had gravitas. That's it. Like yeah. Susan yeah. Collins is just this wimpy, whiny, just ugh, I don't yeah. I don't understand yeah. But that's just her as a candidate. And then you get to like, you know, she here's what she is. Honestly, she's she's a center right conservative. All right. Of which the Republican Party used to have much more. She is not a moderate. Moderate would be somebody that used to have these people, John Chafee and Jim Jeffords. And, you know, we could go on a long list of them. 
I, you know, the last one of those who I actually would, would even call a moderate anyway, maybe was Arlen Specter, and then he left their party. Hey guys, it's John. Just a quick break to ask you to please consider subscribing to our podcast if you aren't already. And if you really want to be a mensch, or the female version of mensch, whatever that is, maybe it's both, I don't know, uh, Cliff would know, maybe you could even subscribe and be a paid subscriber to our podcast, which would be totally cool. So go over to patreon.com slash podcast. that's unprecedented with an S like president, and uh, you can subscribe for as little as five bucks a month. You could really help us out and uh, be a strong supporter of our community. Thanks so much for listening. Here's the rest of the show. Um, yeah, and even Spectre was Spectre even he was the, sort of you could argue was center right, but yeah, but certainly she's not a she's a, the the problem is, is that if you have people that are center right conservatives, yeah. but are principled enough, and here's the key one, which doesn't mm-hmm. exist, have enough backbone to yeah. stand up they can actually make a difference. Yeah. The problem is, is that these folks are just the wimpiest, whiniest little fucking cowards, all of yeah. them. I don't even care. Even like <laughs> the sort of feigned concern of Mitt Romney gets exhausting after a while. Like, yeah. oh, I don't know. Oh, but just he's fucking a, stand up to the guy who would ha- yes. who almost got you hanged that day. But the problem is, I mean, she's a multiple problem because she's not really a moderate. Ma- Romney is. But remember when Romney ran for president, he did the same thing. He had to pretend he was some far right nut. Moderate Republicans don't have backbone. Um Moderate Democrats, so to speak, we don't even use the term. In our case, they're conservative Democrats, right? So, like Joe Lieberman, yep. they're to- uh, Joe Manchin, they're total fucking assholes who are willing to take down the ship, right? right. On the right, though, you get the moderate Democrats and the moderate uh, moderate Republicans. Excuse me. Wh- when do they pull a Joe Manchin? When do they pull a Joe Lieberman? They don't. Even Kirsten well, Sinema, whatever right? you can I mean, differ over definitions. I wouldn't. Allow, no, no, no. I'm not. I this isn't w- Cliff. No, no, no. This isn't about definitions. But you called but Romney a moderate, and I'm saying no, but that's I don't not my, agree with that. But yeah, that's fine. That's not my point. My point is people, um, people closest to centrist on the Democratic side are happy to throw a sabot in the. <laughs> no, you're a, right. Throw a shoe in the in the machine and make the whole thing clog up. People who are towards the center on the Republican side have no background backbone and never grind the Republican Party to a halt. Well, think about it. That's my point. Like, the, what, Think about what, what, what cinema and mansion are, have been willing to do here yeah. in terms of sabotaging their own party. And think about it literally took an attempt to overthrow the U.S. government to get seven Republicans yeah. in that caucus, seven, which we were even impressed by. We didn't expect as many. But it actually took an attempt to overthrow our government to get seven of them only. Yeah. To vote yep. for this man to be convicted yep. in the end. And there are a whole host of others that walk around and speak in nice tones there and try to claim they're moderate. I mean, the the, the one that always obviously makes me the sickest because he's from the mm. state that is now leaving is Rob Portman, who, right. who in the end would not vote to convict Trump. So they right. won't even do that. But when it comes to like key key policies, you know, I mean, they kept everybody except for Lisa Murkowski on board with Kavanaugh. I mean, a guy who clearly had people credibly accusing him of sexual assault. We had credible evidence of the guy being a blackout drunk and showing all sorts of bad behavior, bad temperament. His hearing alone, when he came in to defend himself and started yelling at various Wait, senators, who? like like Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, like oh it sorry. Was, yeah. Like yeah, it yeah. was a Saturday Night Live skit, right. like crying and you like beer, Senator. I mean, these have become jokes in our culture because of because of how ridiculous it was. This man they were elevating to the highest court. And after all of that, 
the sexual assault allegations, the the the, the proven history of blackout drunkenness and whatever else went with it, the the showing that he lacked any temperament to sit on this court after all of that, right. only Lisa Murkowski voted against it. Right, 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 right. And so he made it. I mean, like, I mean, you know, that's that that's what we're talking about. That's what it, I mean. Lisa Murkowski is the only one who's expressed any interest in in some sort of a voting rights bill. She won't, of course, go to where we want to go, but she's the only one who's showed any bipartisan interest in any way to to maybe. I mean, like, it's just it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, they're ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm so yeah. So the main issue, so is Susan Collins. Yeah. yeah. Well, well no, and her. the thing you know, and, and again. This takes us to our issue about Democrats being bad at messaging. Um, I, I, it has been brought up, but it's not brought up every day, and it's not brought up by every Democratic uh, speaker. The fact that Ronald Reagan said he was appointing a woman, he's going to find a woman to appoint, right? right? I mean, and that's the that's the be all and end all. When Ronald Reagan says it, you're done. Um, but I mean, Democrats are sitting, you know. But Democrats are sitting. Ronnie, he was God, I, basically. Yeah. I would say quickly. I don't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, Ron, wait, Cliff things. Romney, binders full of women. That's right. He's got binders full of women. But I mean, but there the point was but, that but he was giving gender. People, he was favoring gender. Two people who, there's two people who said it out loud, Trump and, and Reagan. Right. And there's a third one who quite clearly, I'm sorry, George H.W. Bush. And, I mean, and that's at this point still probably the most offensive one of all time, ah. who took literally one of the, the black heroes of the 20th century, a guy that oh, would right. be out on like a Mount Rushmore. You know, with Martin Luther King, you know, you may throw Jackie Robinson, a few others, and Thurgood Marshall, right. his hero, and replaced him. We just watched the Thurgood Marshall movie the other night that they did a few years right. ago, by the way. My son's writing a report on them right now and reminded okay. me of everything that this man, that that man yeah. did, and replacing him with Clarence Thomas. I forgot just, that was George H.W. Bush. God. Yes. Oh, I mean, that's the one thing that yeah. George H.W. Bush, Jeez. in retrospect, a lot of his stuff looks better when compared to other Republicans more recently, but that's one yeah. he will have to answer for in the his, for, for all time. Um, and, and I mean, yeah. he could not. He, he, clearly, he was picking a black man to replace a black man because he felt like he had to do that because Thurgood yeah. Marshall was the first black yeah. man back anything wow. woman man on the court. Um, yeah. And so he, he so what was he doing? He was putting somebody black on there. Of course, he found literally the worst person you can imagine. Mm. Um, you know, at least if he'd put like Ben Carson on there, Ben Carson probably wasn't old enough at that time. He would like just fall asleep the whole time and not do anything. Right. Um, you know, any case. Uh, so we've got three. There's three quite clear <clears throat> examples of where Republicans did this very thing. And as you're saying right now, there have been a number of columns where people have pointed this out in The Washington Post or New York Times, wherever. This should be what Democrats should be armed with every time they stand up. Every time they stand up, that's the message. Well, yeah. how can you do that? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. How could Ronald Reagan do it? Right. How could George H.W. Bush do it? Even better. How could I'm Donald following, Trump do we are it? following the proud tradition of Ronald Reagan. You know, and, and, and I might also answer and say, um, how is it OK if, uh, if, if <laughs> as Republicans seem to do, is if you say that uh, your only nominees are going to be are going to be white anti-choice men? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because that's pretty. I, I'd actually, I, didn't, I mean, I don't want to get specific here, but, but if we're is. being honest, yeah. if we're being honest, take out like Amy Coney Barrett and basically the Republican playbook is white Catholic anti-choice. Yeah. If yeah. be a conservative, conservative yeah. Catholic, and that's those only, the only men. I mean, seriously, they've been doing that for generations. I don't know why they can't seem to find themselves mm-hmm. any conservative Protestant men, but, uh, you know, that's what they've been doing. I mean, going back to Scalia yeah. and even 
you know, in any case, let's, um, let's, yeah. let's uh, wrap that one up. If you want, I want to move on to Trump's confession. I'm wrapped. You wrapped. Okay. Wrap baby. Um, so Trump, I will say to some degree, I find this less of a story than people are, are claiming because to some degree I was like, you know, hasn't he admitted this all along? Nonetheless, Trump issued a statement. He got upset that Mike Pence was interviewed and Mike Pence during his interview said, I had absolutely no right to overturn the election result. So Trump puts out a statement and says, and this is, it's kind of interesting. Hang on, I'm going to try to make this larger. So Trump puts out a statement and says, I'll just read the paragraph. If Vice President Mike Pence had, quote, absolutely no right, end quote, to change the presidential election results in the Senate, despite fraud and many other, many other, you love that, that's one of Trump's tells when he's lying, many other irregularities. He he likes to add extra stuff in there because it makes him feel like he's making a stronger argument, but it's always nonspecific. It's always many people. Many examples, many people. There's always many this, many that. Exactly. How come the Democrats and rhino Republicans like wacky Susan Collins are desperately trying to pass legis also wacky like Susan Collins wacky. She's she's weak. She's not really wacky. Um, There's there's sexism embedded in that one. That's true. He's just trying to. Yeah. Are desperately trying to pass legislation that will not allow the vice president to change the results of the election. Actually, what they're saying is that Mike Pence did have the right to change the outcome and they now want to take that right away. Unfortunately, he didn't exercise that power. He could have overturned the election. Now, I, let me make one quick point, and then why don't you can jump in on the he could overturn the election thing. Um, mm-hmm. Trump's, as a lawyer, I will say, Trump's argument isn't wholly fallacious <laughs> um, because what he's saying is everyone's talking about changing – and I always forget the name, but it's, it's something the like the – Electoral College Act. Is it? I was going to use that term, but I always feel like that's not it. I think it is. ECA um, is what I think it is. Yeah. Why don't you Google as I'm talking? So yeah, the Electoral College Act, we think it's called, from around 1870, 1873 or so, that is what prescribes how we deal with counting electoral votes and all of that. And there's been talk by Democrats and some Republicans about getting together to possibly amend that act so that Trump can't pull the kind of crap and others can't pull the kind of crap Trump was trying to pull last time, getting the vice president to simply throw out electoral votes for Biden, things like that. Well, Trump's argument is if you have to amend the law to stop me from doing it, that means the law lets me do it. And I got to right. say, legally, that is not a bad. I mean, I was talking to Josh Marshall. And other it is the Electoral but, College Act, by the way. Oh, OK, good. OK, then we do argue in the right name. But it is legally that is not a bad argument. Now, the question becomes I was I was talking to Josh and I was saying, I guess the question becomes whether it's like vague tax law. Does vague tax law. To Josh, who, who, Josh, Josh who? Marshall, Josh Marshall. We were oh, talking okay. about this. Yeah. And I was saying, OK, if it's something like vague tax law, because I was saying, well, a he could be correct that he's arguing, well, it allows it. Or it could be something like an ambiguous tax law where you read it and boy, boy, I mean, I know from doing my own taxes, you read stuff sometimes and you go, oh my God, what do they mean? Now, if you get yes. that wrong, well, if all, all tax law is ambiguous, it's horrible. I and I talked to the IRS about this at one point about some question I had. And I even sort of told the, I always share too much. And I was like, you know, and by the time you got off the phone, you actually had more questions. They'd mixed you up. No, no, actually, actually, this was pre COVID. So I got somebody within not two, maybe half an hour. I had to wait, but I got somebody who was incredibly helpful. We talked for 20 minutes. They were great. Actually, I was shocked. Now forget it with COVID, but they were great. And I told them, I said, you know, it kind of freaks me out because I'm really, I said, I'm trying to do my own taxes. So I understand this stuff. But every time something like this comes up, I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong. And, and I think he or she, he said, he goes, you know, don't worry. I mean, because you know, at worst, we're going to catch it and we're going to correct it. And if you owe money, you owe money. If you get money back, you get money back. But we're not going to like 
you know, charge you with a crime if you just screwed up. It's people who literally try to go out of their way, right? So the question becomes, if it's simply ambiguous language and people like Trump legitimately think the lang- or his lawyers say that he can do this, then it's harder to charge them with a crime just based on the effort to do this. So because because right. legitimately – uh, there's a valid legal argument to say that you could interpret it this way. Now you could come down into the court could come down and say, but that's wrong. And we're not going to allow it because that's, it's ambiguous and that's not what they meant. But, but you'd have to have somebody who literally is misreading it on purpose to say it literally is a coup. So, I mean, unfortunately it, it does help Trump a little, but let me throw it to you and tell me why I'm wrong. And when Trump says he could have overturned the election, it's Trump's confession. That's what everybody else well, thinks. And I was well, like, actually, I, I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. There you go. Um, okay. I, I mean, there's one, which is yeah, it may be, it may be that it's not legally clear that Mike Pence can't do it. And to me, that's what it seems like the Electoral College Act. It's like we have all these things that have been done by norm and mm-hmm. tradition, and some of them are in law, <clears throat> but often the law itself is not completely clear. So right. the law itself. I don't, I, I, at least from my understanding, it doesn't really give Mike Pence the right to do it. Certainly, right. it doesn't give him the right to just by fiat declare, I don't like these results. Right. So, right. you know, I'm going to go ahead and say, but <clears throat> what it does do, where, this is where Trump has a point, I think, is if enough questions are created, which is what he was trying to artificially do by having states maybe send two sets of electors and claim there was, there was voter fraud, is it does give Mike Pence the ability to, to, to perhaps say, we can't, we can't go forward with this right now. Right. There's too many issues, right. and we need to hold back. And so right. I think at least from my understanding, and again, I'm not a lawyer, but I, from my understanding of, of talking to people, reading things, whatever, there's enough ambiguity there such that he could have done something of that sort you know, and and you, as we know right now, if this thing had been delayed further and whatever, God knows where we would have ended. You know, um, so so that's one thing. But to me, that's a whole different issue than hmm. whether he's admitting he tried to overthrow an election. I mean, th- he used the words. <laughs> you know, well, that's much. that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, the words. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, what, what yeah. was? The, I'm sorry. Now he didn't say overthrow. What did he say? Um, what was the word he used? Overturned. He overturned. overturned. I'm sorry. But yeah, if you're but right. I mean, overturn, right. it may not be exactly the same as overthrow, but that implies throwing right. out the results, you know, the election. Based, right. I mean, it doesn't imply throwing out right. fake results or wrong results, just right. throwing them out, right. you know? And so he's still admitting out, out in front of everybody that, yeah. that that's what he expected Mike Pence to do, right. that we've been putting together from the right. January 6th meeting and other stuff, that he had had conversations with Mike Pence because we've had that's other people point. come in. And yeah. testify and, yeah. and that, to this fact. Uh, you may have seen this also. I, our friend, friend of the show, conservative, mm-hmm. uh, breakaway Republican. I don't know what she wants to be called, but Amanda Carpenter. Yep. Um, and something the other day where she was just going mm-hmm. off on Mike Pence. She was like, coward is too kind a word for him. Right. Um, but essentially, even now with Trump attacking him and even now with, with you know, people showing up. You, you see that Trump rally that the other night where the guy was holding up the hang Mike Pence sign? No. Um, yeah. Oh, no. Like, his base still wants to kill Mike Pence. And, and you'd think Mike Pence might give a shit about members of his family, himself, right. danger brought to him. No, he's such a scumbag. He just wants to really talk. Nice. It's all about power. Um, right. But, but um, 
you know, is, is that one of his, what's his name? I can't think of the dude's name. His last name hmm. I think is Short. I want to call him Martin Short. But oh, uh, right. Mark, Mark uh, Short, I believe. See, that's why it's too close to Martin. It's one of his aides. Yeah. He sent in, yeah, yeah, yeah. he tried to, he's such a fucking wimp. I mean, this guy, Mark Short, that is it. Yes. Of, of, of somebody just, he, he the, the, it, it makes me sick. We, he, people, no, Mike Pence, people who are oh, that Pence. fucking yeah, yeah, wimpy yeah, yeah, yeah. just wimpy. make me sick. Yeah. Who are such yeah. cowards? Ted Cruz, yeah. Rob Portman, these people. Well, he's and this is the case, word obsequious. He's trying to be. Yes. He's trying to be something to everybody. He's trying, but he's trying to be something to everybody. You but know? he's trying to. But to him, yeah. he knows that the guy he worked under committed myriad crimes. Right? He he probably witnessed all sorts of things. Some things we may never even know happened. Right. But we know he certainly witnessed the things that Trump was impeached for, right. and we certainly know that Trump. He he not only witnessed was asked to overthrow our democracy for Donald right. Trump. And and we know that because he didn't do that in the end, he, there are people searching to hang him by the neck until he died at, right. at the Capitol that day. Right. And there still are people on the right who would like to do that to him. Right. And even with all of that knowledge, he won't come out and say anything. He tried, you know, he at one point dismissed. He's like, oh, January 6th was like any other day. Yeah. You know, um, well, he doesn't and, say that. He still kind of he still kind of makes funny comments about January 6th. He goes, well, it was a very disturbing, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. And 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 the, the bigger deal is is what Amanda was pointing out is this this cowardly sob. Won't, he just he doesn't even have the the guts to go in himself. So what he tries yes. to do yes. is is what he's what it said in this art, what article that she was I don't remember if it's Politico one of those places that she was right. sending out when she was just ripping into him was he's sending in these aides of his to do it yep. for him as his proxies. Yep. yep. I mean, I just can't imagine a more pathetic. I can because yeah. Ted Cruz exists, but I mean, like, just the combination of these people—they're just—they make me sick. Yeah. Now, the one good thing they're saying is that Mark Short would have been in every meeting Pence was in, so that it—he was Pence's chief of staff, so it actually is just—it's almost just as beneficial having Short there. And oh, yeah, of we may get all the same good but, stuff. I'm well, no, not even questioning that. It's just there's that more Pence gravitas with it. Pence. No, but there's more well, there's gravitas. More gravitas, with Pence. and it's just that. This person was vice yeah. president and is supposed to give at least half a shit about this country. And yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. even if we get all the same stuff, I'm more talking about him as an individual, you yeah. know. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you're right. He, we, well, we no, make, no, but it's still, but, but I'm kind of agreeing with you on this too, because they're saying, though, it would have a much greater impact for the vice president of the United States to say what Trump did, because that would be a little harder to dispute than Mark Short, some guy who was the chief of staff. Pence doing it right. would be a bombshell. Right. You know, some yeah. guy no one's heard of whose name sounds too much like Martin Short and makes everybody laugh. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> instead, instead, <laughs> yeah. you, I mean, the vice president, just by having had that position, there's a gravitas to it that you're standing up to the guy who yep. chose you to be their running mate yep. and saying you tried to overthrow the country. I mean, of course, uh, in terms of the effect on the public, it becomes a much bigger media story. Uh, look, in the end, so, so I mean, I, you really to just sort of sum it up. Yeah, twice now, both in that thing that he wrote, yep. uh, you know, and then at his rally the other night, there he of course stood up and and started offering preemptive pardons to people, and started almost saying, "Yeah, oh, I just yeah. realized oh, I forgot about and, that." And, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and and right yeah. now we're already suffering because if you look at the group of criminals that he's pardoned, they're the ones who are who are attacking our democracy the most vociferously right now. Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, Mike Flynn, they're the ones who are out there right now riling people up, sharing conspiracy theories, calling for violence. I mean, there's others, too, but those are three of the biggest voices out there, you know? 
And Flynn is using the, the, the background of having been a general to do it, the head of DNI. I still don't get, and then I guess we could move to the next topic, but I, I don't get how I've heard these things and I want to ask some of our friends who are veterans or whatever, but why have they not called him back into the military after what he's been accused of and actually already was found guilty of? Why has he not been called back into active duty so they can court martial him? Right. I don't understand. Oh, yeah. it would seem, oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. These are the things that get me angry. So when I get yeah. angry and I say, I don't understand what, it's not even what Democrats are doing. I don't understand what anybody who believes in democracy is doing right now because right. the steps need to be taken to discredit these people as much as possible and stop them. With Trump going to prison would be a good thing, being indicted, all that. With Flynn, they don't even have to. Military justice is very different, right? It's simple. Right. Like, there are people who, are get, who get court-martialed for committing infidelities. Mm-hmm. How? I mean, call the man back in. We're paying for his pension, for fuck's sake. Right. Call him back in, yeah. you know, court-martial him. To, I mean, that would make such a strong statement. Okay. I know, I know. I'll get off my... No, I know. High horse. Um, I'm kind of wondering here. Well, we can we we can delve into Joe Rogan. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about him, although there was a lot of news. But you know, Joe Rogan, big podcaster. I mean, millions of followers. He's very influential and is a big fan. We talked last time about uh, him having. Uh, well, I think we did, but we talked about him. He likes to have COVID deniers on, and he's Mr. Ivermectin and all this crap. And uh, Neil, Young, I think originally he kind of backed into some of that, and now he realizes that he's you know, like all these other yeah. guys. He gets clicks for it. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. And he's also one of those assholes who, when you go after him, he has to dig in his heels. Even if he, right. whether he thinks he's right or not, he's just got to dig in his heels. Well, the um, defining thing about him, as I think, is, is hmm. he's just a, a, you know, which is the defining thing of a lot of Republicans these days is he's, he's an, he's got, seems to, seem to have antisocial personality disorder. He's just a disordered asshole. So if you say one thing, he does the other. But, well, and it's not clear where his politics are, to be honest. He was a Bernie right, fan, I mean, remember, he all he that kind of crazy stuff. On the right like, and some yeah. on the left, but I think yeah. in the end, he got a reaction for some of the things right. he did that were very conservative and was like, all right. right. You know? So right. people started taking it out on Spotify that hosts his podcast and then Neil Young of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. And if you don't know who they are, oh, my God, you better Google it. One of the most famous groups of the 1970s. I, I mean, Google it. I mean, sit down and listen to their music, oh, man. Yeah, no, ama- <laughs> I mean, still to this day, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. Oh, my God. Um, but Neil Young himself independently. So Neil Young pulls his stuff off of Spotify. Joni Mitchell pulls her stuff. Again, famous. Um, the what's his face? Prince Harry and his wife, Megan, I guess, have some kind of podcast or something they're doing some project and they kind of threatened they weighed in with spotify and said they were upset a bunch of others have done that haven't quite pulled their stuff yet but they weighed Uh, in niles lofgren who is uh in the famous e street band of bruce springsteen and the e street band came out and i don't think he threatened but he he certainly intimated they might think about doing something like enough big acts Have, have, yeah, Spotify clearly freaked out. So then Spotify the morning a couple of days ago puts out a statement saying, we've heard you. We may not have done this well. We're going to figure out how to have more medical voices so we can even out the discussion. And then what happens a few yeah. hours later, Joe Rogan puts out almost the exact same statement. I'm going to figure out how to have more medical voices. So, you know, to even it out. And, and you get, there's two issues here. One is Clearly, Spotify weighed in with Rogan. They coordinated their statements. They did, and as you, as you pointed out earlier, Rogan too much of a dick to be willing to do that on his own. He had to have uh, he had he had to feel like yeah. there was a, a threat to some of his financial streams. And it was that. the same statement they put out, which on right. its face proves that they coordinated it. The question becomes: Did they coordinate it because Spotify was freaking out? I think Spotify was freaking out and told him we're freaking out. Right? They, now, they seem to actually yeah. have a very public freak out. I think you have to call it that. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't think they were ready for all of this. 
No, especially once people start leaving. Now you're getting bad publicity. Now, I mean, the last thing Spotify wants is to become, you know, getter is <laughs> become some kind of political uh, gab or what some kind right, of well, it end up being sort of organization into the, the, the right wing ghetto of like just, you know, right. Of, right. of crazy voices and awful you know, right. garbage. Well, right. and actually, and there, if they had a smart PR advisor, somebody would have told them, you know, you're one step away from every major liberal, anybody who actually cares about liberal politics, which means Hollywood, saying, "Oh my God, I love you guys, but we can't touch Spotify because my fans will go crazy." See, that's so, the other thing. Yeah. Is is the other thing that people don't get around <laughs> this kind of stuff? John gets this because he's led these campaigns. Um, is it's not just the people that do it out of principle. <laughs> is that once the place has taken enough of a hit. Uh, and, and has become kind of toxic, mm. then people who are liberal who would have had something to do with them now have to be scared of having something to do with them because they've got their own brand to protect. Yep. So they're, yep. so it becomes, it starts piling on from there. Yeah. No, it's terrible. So in any case, but so then this is great. So uh, Daniel Dale, who we love, who remember was with the Toronto paper and now is with CNN as a fact checker. Dale tweets that um, uh, Rogan, okay, Rogan, oh, where's Dale? Oh, yeah. Rogan tweets disclose.tv, which I've seen before. I still can't find exactly who they are, but they're clearly some right wing ish publication. Clearly. Okay. I mean, I, I got my I got my Krasinski spider sense when I was when I was reading them. I just was like, Krasinski I was like, who are you know, the Krasinski brothers, whatever they're called? Yes. Um, and I was just like, who are these guys, right? Well, Disclosed TV will keep coming up with stuff. They put a lot of normal stuff, and then they put weird stuff that you go, wait a minute. Well, Disclosed TV you know, Also out, quickly, you know yeah. when my spider sense always comes up is when it's something that somebody is overcompensating with exactly the kind of opposite name of what they are. We're Truth TV oh, or Disclosed yeah. TV or Freedom TV. That's how you know they're, they're probably yeah. rolling. Yeah. yeah. In any case, yeah. go ahead. So – um. The, uh, Disclosed TV sends out a tweet, Japan's Koa, whatever that is, I guess it's a company, in partnership with Kitasato University at Tokyo Medical University, says ivermectin is effective against Omicron in phase three trial. And phase three trials are the final trial where, like, you get approved. Well, Rogan. Did you read that article it. when it first came out? No, no. It's fake. This is all, this is all a lie, basically. But. Um, oh, did Ian? I wonder if Ian Bremmer apologized because, oh, did he embarrass himself? Oh, did he jump on that too? He did. He, I was like, well, you know, because yeah. Ian's become a big enough, you know, whatever, like public intellectual that he has to. I like him. He follows me. I've known him for a while, but he has to play both sides. And he's basically liberal, as you know, because you can't be sane and yeah. not be liberal these days. Yeah. So he, he, every once in a while, he does something like that because he wants yeah. to be even handed. He did that. And people are like, did you, before I even knew was it, whether it was a fake article or not, which I didn't even right. know until you just told me. But I read it and they were like, pharmaceutical company makes declaration. It was based upon like one study they supposedly did. Right. They had no proof. They weren't offering any evidence of it, of this. So not only was it not peer reviewed, they were it's, offering no evidence. It's you were worse supposed than to that take clip. it at face value it, it, that they were worse. saying this. It was a test yeah. tube study. <laughs> right. They found that when they... And and they were saying this is the exact same test people did with uh, Delta they or with Delta or regular COVID. They put regular COVID in a test tube. They added ivermectin, and it seemed to have some effect, except when you actually tried it in people, it did nothing. Well, they tried the same thing with Omicron, and what do you know? Omicron with ivermectin in a test tube seems to have some effect. And they said, well, which makes sense because we know ivermectin can affect COVID in a test tube. But that's zero proof it'll do it in real life because it doesn't. That so we, have these, it. The, we have these we have these human it. meat sack containers that we live in as opposed to yeah. living in test tubes. 
Well, and the test tube thing can be interesting, but then you do trials and find out. Well, well it can so, be interesting, but again, like there's, to, to release that as an actual result is a joke. And yes. again, like, yeah. you know, okay, even if that was a oh, real result, the if they'd problem, done yes. multiple tests and they had all the, all the data and all the whatever, you got to then try it in like animals or yeah. humans first. Well, the Japanese, the Japanese screwed up because as people were saying, yeah, so you yet again tried the same drug on COVID and it had yet again the same impact in a test tube. That's not news. In any case, so Rogan, 10 hours after he puts out his apology and everything else, I'm going to do better. He retweets the fake study and says, well, looky here promoting ivermectin 10 hours Shocker. after it yeah, and i'll bet you i'm gonna bet you it's still live i'm gonna bet you it's still the tweet yeah he's not gonna change it's prs you know but, you have um, to say certain shit and he's willing to say stuff to you know but what's interesting is so then patriot takes among others i think uh, patriot takes may actually have the original videos they may be the ones who found it um put yeah, together good stuff all of these or somebody gave it or gave it to them, put together all of these montages of uh, of Joe Rogan on the show because he videotapes it. And one is a montage clip of Joe Rogan saying the N word on his show. <laughs> and I mean, and he's first of all, there's almost there's almost no situation in which you can say the word. You know what I mean? I mean, as no. a white guy, there's just almost no. It's I tough think. enough. Like I mean, you run into it when you're quoting like somebody from a hundred years ago, and yeah. you're like, I still won't do it. I, I just say N word. I can't bring myself. To yeah, say it, I think. So. Well, and it's frankly dangerous, and everybody knows it's kind of dangerous to sit for a white person to say it, and even if you're being sympathetic or whatever. I mean, it's like a given. He just he would use it. He say, "Oh yeah, he called him a mm. and and he keeps saying that, and the the way he keeps saying it, you're like, oh my god. When was the video from? Oh, I don't know, but they're they're over the years, so it depends how long ago it was. No, I'm just wondering. But they're I mean, over the I'm years. Not saying that I word mean, hasn't been that word has not been an acceptable word, well, yeah. ever. So yeah. you know, it wasn't an acceptable word when I was growing up. Yeah, um, was awful. So you know, it doesn't really. There's there's no acceptable circumstance. I'm just wondering because I'm kind of interested uh, because obviously there's been yeah. so much more that's gone on with Black Lives Matter and other types of things over the last few years. Right. It, it, it more is a comment on. Is he just really stupid or really, really, really fucking stupid? You yeah. know, is, is what we're choosing yeah. between here. <sighs> and the big, you know, obviously. Yeah, no, who knows? But uh, then there's a clip of him, Joe Rogan, to a guest who said he has a black dad and a white mom. Powerful combination, genetic wise, right? You yeah, get the body oh of the black man and then you get the mind of the white man all together in some <laughs> strange combination. And then he goes on and wow. says, black people have a different brain. I mean, I don't even, again, I don't, I don't even, I just don't even. No, he's, he's your average stupid person who, unlike your average stupid person saying this kind of dumb shit. Black people are beefy, white people are smart. I mean, like, At the end of a bar or, you know, in somewhere like that, he's saying it to 11 million people every day. Yeah. Also, like, and this is why I've said from the beginning, like, and I've had these talks on here about Fox News, you know, like, we still have chosen to, to treat the speech of somebody who talks on the corner, the same as the speech of somebody who has 11 million people listening. Yeah. And again, yeah. if you want to have, especially a multiracial, multicultural democracy where people have some modicum of respect for each other and can coexist as well as right. rely on good information, that's where the COVID stuff comes in to make the choices that allow democracy to be strong. At some point, you're going to have to grapple with the fact that that people like Joe Rogan and Fox News 
can take down democracies as they have in other countries very easily. Because if people aren't getting the right news, there are a lot of other Joe Rogans out there just as dumb as him. And if they're being fed the garbage he's saying, they'll believe it, which we've seen right, in right. real time. So the worst um, one, and again, I'm not playing any of these because it's like literally no. – you, literally, you ain't playing anything with with anything to do with well, N word or anything else on this well, show. No, the, well, no, the, inter- the interesting thing I will say is, you know, some somebody sort of weighed in and Patriot takes his uh, replies on Twitter and was like, "There is no reason to put together a video clip like this. You are, um, you are. Well, I forget what the word was. You know, traumatizing black people with the word or whatever the hell it was." And that became yet another Democratic messaging discussion of, "Gotta tell you." It was one thing to read it. It was another thing to sit there for 45 seconds, however long it was, and hear Joe Rogan say it again and again and again. Right. That just, this, is what, this is what folks ooh. don't get, which is, again, yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, I really am. And I'm not saying <laughs> I want to be clear. I'm not mocking whatever. I am sorry for your trauma. Okay? I really am. I, it's the same thing as I, I know people who have been on the end of, of constant anti-Semitic violence, on the end of domestic abuse. I, mean, <laughs> I understand that there are things out there that are traumatic for people. But at the same time, there's no way of getting rid of those things and becoming a better society for, because the only way you're going to get people who don't understand those things, who've never seen them up close to understand them is to put it in front of them. And I'm telling you, video, audio, all of that has such a stronger impact on the human brain than reading something. Yep. You know, telling um, people that he, he repeatedly said the N word is going to have them go. Well, that's awful. Listening to the tape, you cringe your own because I, I will say it was almost as if I was saying it or, it, you know, because it was like it was like being in a public setting and hearing somebody say the word and you're cringing because you don't know what not you don't know what to do because I would we had this happen with Australians. Actually, did I tell, did I tell you this when I was in Indonesia and we were um, um, this I is I told recently you this. or a while? Uh, no, I was there doing some work 10, 20 years or 20 years ago, maybe. And this friend and I are taking a break and walking down the streets in Bali, which is a horrible place to go. It was literally like Daytona Beach back in the old days. It was just all yeah. nasty, trashy Australians. I like Australians, but I didn't know there was this side to them. And some well, Australian there's this side to everybody, let's be honest. Well, they're, right. I guess I mean, fair enough. Right. So there are these Australian couples that see us. We're walking by. Oh, are you are you Yanks or whatever? I don't know. We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So we're talking to them. And. They somehow start talking about, you know, Aborigines in in Australia and blacks in America. And they tell us something. They said to, to us, oh, you know, Aborigines are our N-word, plural. And I mean, and my friend and I looked at them and we, I mean, we said, you know, it it's really not appropriate to use that word. We don't, I mean, and again, I, I, when you're on the spot like that, you don't want to be, it's weird because you get conflicted. Like you don't want to be a total asshole. Go, you're a fucking racist. I mean, even though you are a fucking racist. Well, no, but, I mean, you also but, don't want, you know, you may get you in a physical fight. Allow it. it's, it's, yeah, I understand. But you also can't allow it. So we said, you know. No, you. but it, it sounds like you, you handle it right. You can't yeah, allow said, it. You so really you say don't something, use you don't that word. Say, Fuck it's, you, you're a racist. It's inappropriate. <laughs> right. And she said, oh, I know, but this is just between us. So then, so it was like that. Then like that. Oh, yeah. Among us, it's okay because no one's listening. Oh, my God. Cliff, we were, I mean literally using the aborigines are our n-word there's like so many levels of hate involved in that comment but um but this is how i felt listening to the tape it put me back in that situation where you're cringing and then inside your head you're almost going oh god i've got to say something even if it causes a scene like this is it, that's what the words do hearing 
simply reading, oh yeah, he used the N word a lot, doesn't trigger anything in you. Yeah, it doesn't have the hearing same, it. it hearing it same. makes you cringe. I we know this say, again using science. We know yeah. that that video, you know, seeing things, hearing things, they're yeah. connected to emotion. There's yeah. a reason why sports events, music, art. Yeah has the effect on you it has. It I will also say it, you know, I'm not, I'm not yeah. sympathetic to the trauma argument but that's a whole other discussion. I think that's I think that's young people using their their kind of nouveau chic lefty stuff. You know what I mean about you're triggering people. You have a you put together a video of some asshole using the word fag repeatedly. I will be the first person to retweet it. Because that's what so I used to I do. Oh my god. I mean look I get no, I'm not going to judge somebody fully. else. If they get triggered that's fine. I mean no fair enough. No, fair I enough. get where you're coming but, from fully you know, and but I'm it, not fully but I think some of it's that too. I'm just yeah. saying, I think if somebody has been on the end of real sort of negative, um, yeah, I understand why that could be I mean, some of those no, things can enough. cause PTSD. Uh, fair know, enough. I yeah. Mean, if it causes PTSD, that's fine. But, uh, but in it, any I case, guess what I'm saying, John, is yeah. the nuance to me here is yeah. that that I, I think what I think about it, that there could be people on the real negative end. And then, of course, there are people that use that term but freely, is the- uh, that everything traumatizes them and this and that. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah. just ridiculous. I, I will say this too, Fred Phelps. People used to give me shit for this years ago. Fred Phelps, remember the dead now, the Westboro Baptist Church. I was going to ask. I haven't heard him from him. Well, he's dead. Died. They're still around, but they're not, you know, they're a shadow of their former selves. They would get their, they were this church, quote unquote, but they What's were. What's funny is he told, he used to tell everybody they're going to hell and that's where he is. Exactly. Right. Um, and they would, they would go and protest. First, they started with like people with AIDS, his funerals and this kind mean, of horrible stuff. Then they would protest people's funerals who in any way said anything pro-gay. And it was just horrible. Remember, they would have those big well, no, signs. Well, it got even worse. They, they protested things purposely that were, that were American because they hate their view of America. Oh, yeah. America was a pro-gay Sodom, you know, whatever their stupid and, stuff was. Yeah. So they would go to actual – they went to soldiers' funerals. Yeah. Like yeah. actual Horrible. soldiers killed in battle and protested. Yeah. They went to oh, things and they would, like that. And these signs, I mean, their archetypal sign, which was also their website, their website address was godhatesfags.com, which, I mean, I have Very to say, subtle. I still I still laugh because it's kind of brilliant in how bad it is. I mean, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, well, and then they would hold up signs, God hates fags, and they have these wonderful colors and things. Well, I, I, I laugh because I tell you, as a gay activist – this was fucking golden. Right. It was the best thing because it, it could oh. get you sympathy. Oh. It's the same. It oh. literally is on the same kind of understanding of Martin Luther King understood that if they mm. didn't, if you didn't fight back and you went out there and these guys released their dogs on you yeah. and attacked you violently, whatever, that's how you would win. Show sympathy. them who you show them who they are. Or show right. everyone who they this are. This is a little different because oh. I don't think they, they violently attacked, but in the stuff no, 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 they but- said. And the places they went, it was so disgusting oh. and so over the top oh. that of course it was going to elicit it sympathy, was, especially if you yeah. if you did what you used to do smartly, is you just show up like a regular, yeah. you know, hey, I'm just a regular American guy. I would just be put gay. your picture. We had some of their. They showed up at some Supreme Court thing I was at, and one of the gay Supreme Court cases. I took pictures and put them up. I mean, the thing is, people on our side would say, "Oh my God, don't advertise it. It's so horrible. You're only advertising their hate." And I was like, "You don't get it. This is winning over people in the middle who look and go, you know, and mind you." The really nefarious thing on our side was people would, and some of the religious people got it. Some of the religious right people were like, that's not us. It made people think this was the religious right overall. And this was conservative Christians and all that kind of crap overall. So it started to paint a wider brush of, hey, maybe the church has gone too far, which was a wonderful message because they had and they have on a lot of things. So, I mean, it was multi-layered effective in helping us. And it really did. But people would see it and go, oh, my God. 
that's yeah, awful. I mean, Don't the thing do is, you gotta think, we'll go ahead, finish. You're just you gotta think what works sometimes, folks. And that's again, democratic messaging lesson 102. Da, 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 da. Right. Well, I tried to push yeah. this and I had one or two people hmm. who agreed. I'm not sure what ever happened. I'd have to ask one of my friends uh, about this. But when I was huh. doing work on guns, which is a lot of us wanted us to show what the effects were of a, a massacre with, with an assault rifle. Right. Because if people had to see what these weapons could do right. and how easy it was for a nightclub, a kindergarten class, <laughs> a movie theater to become an absolute bloodbath in like a minute. Right. That, that, you know, and for a while, this friend of mine, Sandy Phillips, or she and her husband, Lonnie, just wonderful people. Mm. Um, their daughter was shot and killed in the, the movie theater attack in Aurora. Um, the, the infamous one where the guy, you know, the, the, oh, like, yeah, the, the movie, theater. yeah, 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 yeah. Out, and the guy came out, he was Colorado, right? Joking. Yeah, yeah, and they were arguing they wanted as, as painful as it was for them at the time, they were saying they wanted their daughter, they wanted people to be able to see. Now, I don't know what ever hmm. happened with that. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure because I do think hmm. uh, so. I mean, I obviously I can't even imagine, right. Um, yeah. I won't imagine. I can't let myself even think yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because what it would do to me. But I so why I appreciate the courage so much of those who would come forward and say, no, we need to show this. Um, yeah. Because again, it would. I mean, yeah. you know, like yeah. there's a reason why certain pictures, everybody will think of that infamous picture of that, of sadly, it's horrible, that little mm. um, naked uh, Vietnamese <clears throat> girl running from the navy. Oh, God. That famous, such yeah. a, a infamous, I would yeah. you know, photograph because of what we were doing in Vietnam. You have to like personalize things, it for people. Exactly. Things like that galvanize yeah. opinion when they well, see, actually, they need to see and yeah, hear the, I'm just saying, they need to see and hear the heart. Couldn't you see people, couldn't you see people arguing at the time going, that's vulgar to show that picture of that young girl. Can't you just tell people lots of Vietnamese are dying? Oh, I'd be willing to bet right? you there are a lot of people but, saying that. But think yeah. about it. The different you could actually, she's just one person. You need to tell people, and I'm gonna make up a figure here, but it could be true. A hundred thousand Vietnamese have died from napalm. Just tell them that. That's way more than one girl. Except guess what? The one girl is what made all the difference because it was visualized and you took it personally. It became well, personal. I don't know if this is apocryphal or this was a, yeah. a real quote, but huh. the quote that was always huh. um the quote that people always said was said by Joseph Stalin hmm. was one death is a tragedy. A million deaths is a statistic. Uh, what did yeah. he, well, but I think he meant it a different way though. Wait, oh, I see what you're right. One you're right. death, when, right. You, you, when you know that one right. death, somebody dies, you know them and all that. It's a tragedy. When somebody just puts <laughs> right. a number and they show you who that person is and somebody just right. puts a number on a screen, it's all the much worse if he really said it because, yeah. what, you know, the, that he never gets quite no, no, credit right. for being right. the, the Hitler he was because he kind of came in second to Hitler yep. <laughs> in the mass murdering department. So people don't realize sometimes I think the monster yep. that that man was. No, you're right. But um, the, right, the point being that I see, right. I forgot about that quote that once it becomes a million people, people's eyes kind of glaze over and they go, right. well, yeah, that's, that sounds bad. Uh, the Holocaust, the, the showing piles. I saw the picture the other day people were sharing of uh, piles of spectacles glasses but those little wire glasses yep. that people would eyeglasses people would wear back in the 40s and piles of hundreds and thousands of these spectacles they basically made them take it off before going in the showers and that it again it makes me more emotional and freaks me out much more than yep. when you tell me six million jews died six million jews like wow i can't even fathom that, that well, you pile hear of these numbers oh. and they upset you and then i went to terezin the camp 
it was, which wasn't even hmm. a, a it was the worker oh, was it, was, it was is that like Theresa's pod or whatever it was called it was called Terezine. It was a w- okay. workers. It was a slave labor camp for Jews okay. and anybody else they sent there outside of. So there were people killed there. They especially tried to kill people as much as they could towards the end when they knew the Allied troops or the Russian troops may have been were getting there. Right. But it wasn't like Auschwitz or Dachau. It wasn't okay. a, a mass murder camp. But the point right. being is they had a library there um, at the museum of of hmm. paintings painted by Jewish children there. Who are in labor games, and I cannot Ooh. even explain to you the impact of that. Right. Um, I mean, though, like you could tell me six million, and then go see that. And right. so that's why that's right. why the Auschwitz Museum. Which, if you don't follow them, I recommend mm. everybody you should follow. Oh, yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day they tweet out numerous stories, and they'll have a picture. It can be as little as like a two-year-old. It can be as old as like a ninety-year-old. But they'll tweet out a picture of somebody. Yeah. You know, with often the picture of them beforehand in their nice clothing and then in their concentration camp garb with their number and say, this person, you know, was born here, <laughs> lived there and was collected on this date and put into a gas chamber and murdered. And such oh, yeah. Their Twitter feed um, um, is astounding. What, yeah. what are they yeah. doing? They personalize all that. So you get yep. to know who these people were that they could have been yep. just like you. And again, oh. that will always be the, the, the anti-Obama. What were they? Harry and Louise or what were they called? Yep. The, the anti- it was, was actually anti-Hillary care. Oh, you're right. It wasn't even a, it was Obama. It was anti-Hillary care. Yeah. Yeah. And it was no. this, it was yeah. this couple and it was this nice couple sitting on the table. Middle class and about, white, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. How this was going to hurt them. The point is you personalize it for people. You don't just have somebody geek out on TV with a big map. Remember, was it, well, although our inspectors did a good job with that, but you know, geek out and say, well, here's the ways it's going to hurt you. It was this couple saying, oh, my God, look what they're going to do to us. It was a lie, of course, but that's what Republicans. Well, no, um, the point is, I mean, Democrats Mm. often forget this. And this is something we talk about often Mm. is you can read your plan to people and and give them numbers all you want. Mm. Give them some people whose lives have been changed or whose lives will be changed. And then people can extrapolate out from that to like, wow, other people who are just like them, living, breathing human beings, people like me. You know, I, I just. That's that's something that gets lost in all of these battles that we're talking about, which to go back to where this all started. Yes, Joe Rogan's a fucking asshole. And yes, also, when he uses the N word, I'm sorry, like if he's going to do that, people need to see that because they need to know what we're dealing with. here. And I don't know what the end result is going to be. Sadly, I think the end result will be what it always is, which is those who aren't that powerful, you know, who aren't making aren't making their corporate titans that much money get dumped when things like this come out. Right. But the exceptions will always be those that are bringing in lots of money. They'll find a way. So I can't, you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the discussion has been since those videos came out. I saw them yesterday. I'm not sure, you know, if, if, if Spotify has had to defend it or I don't know. Not yet. Um, let's move on to our last story. The, the Michigan Republicans being armed. A um, couple different. Uh, this guy is. Oh, wait, I've got to pull uh, Shoot, I'm forgetting who he is, though. Uh, he's a Republican in Michigan candidate, a state Senate candidate. Yes. State Senate candidate in anti-Eris comments and additional remarks. And then there were remarks from the Republican governor, uh, the Republican governor's candidate, Ryan Kelly. So Dietmer, the, the Republican state Senate candidate, I'm going to look at the story here, just kind of read it. Um, at an event in Livingston County, a person in the crowd Ask the two candidates what can be done to protect people to prevent what happened at the 
whatever center where where Detroit's absentee ballots were counted after the November because the Republicans claim it was all. The unidentified individual suggested Republicans observers had been pushed out of the room and police manhandled people. Of course, all a lie. Election officials have said they allowed the maximum number of poll watchers, only restricting access to any additional observers because of COVID. Are you armed? The guy answers. The Second Amendment isn't there for hunting rights or self-defense, he continued. It's there to protect all of our other constitutional rights. By the way, I'm going to when, when I finish reading this, this is a point that I've long made that we don't make, but we're going to talk about that in a second. The reason they want guns is because they want to overthrow the government. <laughs> like, yes. The right to bear arms tells the government the citizenry is armed. The ideal, the ideal thing is to do this peacefully. That's my favorite quote. I love yeah, it. That's well, ideal. It'd be ideal to do it and not have to kill people. Ideally, but, you know, gotta... right? Ideally, we'd like not to kill people. Ideally, and then he goes, "That's the ideal," but. But the American people at some point in time can't always get the ideal, you know, Cliff, he's saying everything we've said. That's ideal that we do this peacefully. But the American people at some point in time, if we can't change the tide, which I believe we can, we need to be prepared to lock and load. You ask, what can we do? Show up armed. So he's literally saying the quiet part out loud that we've that we've said they're actually telling people, which is things have gotten to the point where if these things are true, if the voter fraud that Dem- Republicans claim Democrats are doing, if the stealing of the elections that Republicans claim we do is real and it doesn't change, you need to get your gun and shoot them, is what he's yep. saying. And it's what Cliff and I have been saying for a long time now is the language is the language of violence. They are when they say that we committed a coup d'etat, they are saying something that requires, one can argue, a violent violent response. response. Well, it does. I mean, if you really believe that, it's a real coup d'etat. My statement about when Joe Rogan speaks to 11 million people or Fox News speaks to three or four million people or whatever it is, why that speech is so much more dangerous. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, and again, it, this is important also because there's a lot of people, and we have some friends on the Never Trump side who do this. And again, I've learned my lessons about you ally with everybody when you're trying to defend a democracy. So I have no apologies, and I'm proud to do it. At the same time, some of them have been willing to take a look back and say, "Yeah, I was wrong about some stuff." Max Boot wrote that whole book about it, right? Um, but others won't realize that that what all Trump did, ironically, a guy who claimed he was going to build a wall is kick the wall down. That's right. all he did. Like there was this cultural wall about you know, what decent people could say and couldn't say and did and didn't do in a democracy. Right. But it was but because of their radicalism, because of you know from Gingrich in 94 hmm. to the Bush campaign in 2000 in Iraq and this and that up through like the Tea Party and that's that's why I'm trying to get there. These is this is all hmm. pre-Trump, right? And people will forget you'll you'll remember this though, John. That in his last re-election, where it looked like he, Harry Reid was going to lose, the late Harry Reid, who we just lost, sadly, right. um, when it looked like he was going to lose, he's running against this lunatic named Sharon Angle. Oh, was she the witch? No, the witch was oh, from Delaware. Delaware. I always think she was the witch. Yeah, yeah okay. it's okay because that sort of answers your question about how many crazy people there were that, were, yeah. that they had out there already. Right. She um, wasn't. She wasn't the witch running for office. No. She was the. Yeah. <laughs> she was the one who said, "If we don't, things, if things don't go our way, I don't remember. I don't want to say. That. I don't remember the first part of the quote, but the second part of the quote was, we may need to 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 take Second Amendment solutions into our own hands.' Kind of. What's thing. her name? Sharon. Angle? Sharon Angle. It's Sharon spelled wrong. I always remember that with two R's. Uh, Second Amendment remedies, Second Amendment remedies as the cure for the right. Harry Reid problems. Yeah, she and, means guns. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now at that point, that was such an outrageous thing to say. Yeah. That 
I could tell you right now, like <clears throat> numerous figures, numerous in the Republican Party spoke out and were like, this is awful. Yeah. As of the mainstream yeah. media, as it whatever, like, because you didn't, you, you know, oh. you just didn't. Actually, Cliff, like I'm sorry, but let me put a finer point on it with today's knowledge. One of the more outlandish was a statement she made during a radio interview last January 2010, in which she floated the idea that the public would bring down an out of control Congress with Second Amendment remedies. So there you go. She was talking about an attack on Congress. Hey, guess what yeah. just happened a year ago? Yeah. You know, somebody should ago. really somebody should really put together a video clip of all the times people like her said. Yeah, actually, that's 10 brilliant. Years, Ten years yeah. leading up to when they actually did it. Yep. Yeah. Um, wow. <clears throat> um, but yeah. point being, you know, I, there had been a few others here and there who said things of that nature. Hmm. And they were always roundly rebuked. And numerous <clears> other Republicans <throat> at least existed at the time. Who who had the, who spoke out, and then you had the kind of wimpy Susan Collins type crew who felt well. There's others like me who spoke out, so she felt like the people like that felt like they could speak out. Right. And you know, but this party already was headed in that direction. And and frankly, as much as they spoke out, did not speak out enough. Did not purge them from their party. Did not say we don't want you. <clears throat> right. We're we're a party that is conservative, and we believe in as conservatives, we believe in democracy. Because right. being conservative is conserving the system we've had for 200 years. There's no place in, in, in our party or in government for that. We don't want you. We don't want your vote. We don't, you know, right. that would have been the thing to do. They, of course, didn't do that, even though they spoke out. Right. But they kept letting people like that run. And if they want a primary, they just kind of look right. the other way. Right. And some of them did win primaries. You know, right. Ted Cruz and Mike Lee and Rand Paul and people that said things of that nature. Right. And that's <clears> how we are where we are, right. you know. So, I mean, that's what that's oh. what's so awful. Oh, this guy me. running in Michigan, like that's just to, that's just was yet was it yesterday, day before, whatever day that the last was. Couple days. Yeah. Somebody else in the Republican Party said the exact same thing the next day and somebody else the next day. And so, I mean, that one just happened to go viral because whoever shared it and they, somebody had video right. happened to have video there. But I promise you, there's people in this party from the local all the way up to the national level saying stuff like that every day. I mean, right. Mike Flynn has said it quite, you know, there should be a armed revolution numerous times now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Da, 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 da. All right. I say yeah, we call jokes, it quits. Sean? I have no jokes. I could Google dad jokes, but you know how that ends up. Yeah, it never ends good for anybody. <laughs> Which means I'm doing it, dad jokes. Oh, no, dad don't jokes. do it. Oh, there's a Twitter feed, dad, dad jokes. Best dad jokes on Twitter. Well, Although I can go. bring up one thing. That John will know nothing about quickly while he's doing that. I know that all <laughs> listeners to this wonderful podcast, all of you, in two weeks' time will be pulling for the great Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Yeah, whatever. If you're not, don't listen to John. He doesn't know don't what he speaks John. of. Who day? You're rooting for the Bengals. Great team. Comeback story. Cinderella. It's the whole damn thing, guys. So why did the coward suddenly feel brave after touching a big rock? This is going to be. Because he felt a little bolder. Oh, John, you're killing us. We're losing subscribers right now. Ask my wife that. why she bought big crap for the bathroom. My, I don't even know what that means. My wife, do you mean the shampoo? <laughs> big crap. All right, shampoo. and this has been <laughs> the February 1st edition <laughs> of... Oh, oh, final one, final one. I can't believe someone broke into my house and stole all my fruit. I'm peachless. <laughs> okay, John is done now. It's really are bad. It's really Please are don't bad. Unsubscribe. Oh, God, um, that's the only seriously. way to stop this. The only way to stop this is to pull the plug oh right now. Um, okay, I'll stop now. That's pretty good. I will That's just simply good. say 
Thank you for listening as always, guys. We'll yep. do our best to tell you what the hell is going on in this crazy world of ours. We'll be back yep. again. Uh, and when you say you want happier today, news, be careful of what you wish for. Yeah. Well, we'll be back Thursday or Friday. I do have a yep. potential guest <laughs> in mind who oh, I've spoken okay. to who wants to come on the show. I haven't told Excellent. John yet about it, so I won't Excellent. tell John until I until we turn uh, turn off the uh, listening Excellent. devices for you guys and the NSA. Cool. Okay. And uh, all right. And the CIA and all the other and, acronyms uh, people don't understand. All the other ones that are chasing Glenn Greenwald down. Yep. yep. All right. We'll talk to you guys later this week. Take care, guys. Chasing Grand Glory Wall, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs>